Good morning, everyone. How's it going? Um, James is not here today, as you know. Is the sound all right, by the way? It sounds good? Because it's unmanned. There's the phantom of me back there operating everything. Um, so no one's manning that system. Hopefully it goes all right. Um, it should be okay. Um, so James is out this weekend for, um, with his family for the Memorial uh, Day weekend. And he texted me yesterday, and he said, I want you to speak or whatever. Or, Do you want to speak? And I said, I'd love to speak. I'd love to. Um, so whenever I get the opportunity to do so, I, uh, I really enjoy doing this. Um, it's uh, different than what's usually listening, you know, getting a chance to actually speak your mind and how you perceive the truth is awesome. Um, um, I wanted to mention a couple of things. Oh, yeah. Disclaimer. Um, pretty much. I may not, the way I view things may be a little bit different, and English is, language in English is, could be a, um, a limiting factor on how you receive the message I'm going to tell you, so just keep that in mind, you know, because it's spiritual, so the words I use may not be the same words that need to be used, so just keep that in mind. I want to plug one thing, um, every time we record a message, um, it goes on seeinggrace.com. And a lot of people actually don't know about this, even if you're in the class. I, I talked to lots of you, and you're like, oh, there's, you can go online. Um, it's seeinggrace.com, like seeing with your eyes, grace.com. Uh, if you have any questions about it, you can talk to me afterwards, and I'll tell you. Like, I'll give you the rundown of how it works, how you can get messages off the internet. Every time, every Sunday when we record, the message goes on there. So there are hundreds, like 200 messages from every Sunday that, um, for the last, uh, whatever, <laughs> two years, three years, five years, whatever. Um, so uh, with that being said, if you have any questions, afterwards you can come to me. Um, this is going to be essentially just a modified Q&A session. Um, I have some talking points I'm going to go over, kind of like my thoughts about my views and thoughts um, about things that recently have occurred in my life that have affected me, how I view um, God and the finished work of Christ. Um, if you have any, when I'm bringing up a point, I have just really just like bullet points with like words written on there, and I'm just going to elaborate. Usually I feel like whenever you're uh, delivering the message of what you believe, it's you just need a one talking point, and if you really believe something, Truly, then it will ignite a spark, and you, we can talk and talk and talk, and we fellowship back and forth. I can talk to you, you can talk to me, and we can, you can raise your hand, ask any question you want, whatever. But that's kind of the nature of how God is, you know? It's just relational. We can just fellowship like that. Um, so I just have some talking points on here. Um, I'll go over a couple things. Feel free to ask any questions, elaborate, or tell me, ask me to elaborate on any things that I say. Um, so let's start off by praying. So, Thank you, God, for the finished work of Christ. That is the most important and critical point and truth of our lives and the point of creation. Thank you for your love. And please help us to become more aware 
and remind us continually for the things you have made. Remind us with our relationships of the truth that you died on the cross for our sins. You could set us free. Please continually remind us of this. It's very important. Thank you for everyone here. Thank you for your creation, everything you've made. And what it reflects in the spiritual nature, how it reveals the things that are unseen. Help me teach this class. Help me explain what I know to be true about you. Amen. Okay, so first off, I wanted to say um, any religion, whether it be Buddhism, Hinduism, um, and Christianity, everything like that, they all strive for the same goal on a human flesh level. Every religion is trying to, uh, we're trying to reach the point where we can be cleansed and forgiven and there's a relationship. The reason, yeah, you can close the door, yeah. Um, The reason Christianity is different, in my mind, is because every religion has that same goal of trying to have love, have a relationship between God and God's creation or if it's created however it came about. Um, Christianity is different in the regard that not only are we trying to strive, we are striving for that, we have received that, we have achieved that. Every other religion, whatever religion is, aside from Christianity, they are continually working to achieve that goal of love and actual relationship and the completion of the process. I remember Jeff was speaking like three weeks ago, and he said, he gave the really cool analogy about the Christian life and grace is like looking at a race. Most people think that we are racing to get to the end, but the finished work of Christ is like you're on the finish, or you're on the starting line, and you're starting, and you're, it's all about faith, believing. There's no works involved. We just have a relationship with Christ, and in that, it's different because It's simply believing in your heart, believing in your spirit that it's true. It's just trusting. It's faith. So that's what sets it aside from Buddhism or any other uh, Hinduism, um, anything like that, any other religion. Um, There's no works involved. It's complete. And we did not complete it. And it is over already. The work is completed, and Christ did that. So that's very important to understand and be aware of. I think my next point essentially is awareness. We need to become aware that essentially in our lives we need to be reminded. There are many reminders. We can remind each other. Um, We can, there are things in the flesh that remind us of the spiritual truth of God taking away our sins. There are pictures in the flesh. all of creation, essentially, all of nature, is just pictures of spiritual things. Let me write this on the board. Um, I don't know if you know... I, don't, I never say my name. I, uh, sorry. My name is Tully, by the way. I don't... Tully Parker. 
Sorry, I thought you guys knew me. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Tully Parker. My parents used to come to this class, um, um, but based on health reasons, uh, they can't anymore. Um, uh, Russell and Hazel Parker are my parents. Um, I don't know if you know, but uh, those are my parents. Um, you probably know them. Maybe some of you don't. But um, And I've known J- James for a really long time. He's been a mentor of mine, essentially, since childhood. And he, through him and through understanding of the truth, I have avoided what some people would say the spiritual baggage, the legalism that has weighed down on so many people and destroyed people's lives, essentially. And I think I've avoided a lot of that. Um, I say that in the most uh, humble way possible. Um, it's, it's a tragedy. I'm, I'm just trying to grow and understand as well. Um, so James has really um, aided me in that. Um, he's a great teacher, as you guys know, if you've come to the classes a lot. Um, and so his, he has been an asset to my family in making us understand and learning about the truth. Um, my mother, Hazel Parker is her name, probably met her some of you, um, she uses an example that makes everything so much more clear for me when you're trying to understand the truth about the finished work of Christ and understanding that we are not of the flesh anymore. We died uh, essentially, James said this like two weeks ago. It was awesome. He was just like, this is the simplicity of Christ right here. We died. We're born again. We're a new creation. We're from heaven because we were born again. And Christ lives in me. And we're together. The end. <laughs> and, and, the beginning. The beginning of an adventure. Um, so essentially, that's what he said. And he was like, well, I'm done now. No more to say, because that's all. It's so simple. It's easy. Um, uh, but we live in this fleshly bodies, and that makes it difficult to uh, sometimes live because, and, and communicate. Like we have the ba- barrier of the English language and the barrier of our actions, how we communicate, our physical actions, however we communicate with people. But... I'm going off on a rabbit trail. You can expect many other rabbit trails for the next however many minutes I'm going to be speaking. I'll try to um, stay out of time as well. But, um, okay, my mother, Hazel Parker, she used this analogy to explain and to um, make it more clear for me how the truth is really, um, how, you can, how you can view the truth. There are two sides. There is... Oops, I can't spell. <laughs> There's the spirit, and then there's the flesh. There's a line. Everything, because of the finished work of Christ, we have been separated from the flesh completely. Although we live in the flesh, our soul and spirit are completely cut away from our flesh. That was the act of God. Um, When that happened, this clear line was cut. Although we can understand both sides, when we are born again and we realize and when we believe and trust in God that what he actually did on the cross is true and that we believe that he took away our sins, we are translated, like James says, translated from the flesh to the spirit. So we no longer believe in the flesh as our, our... uh, saving grace, essentially, or saving our, our works will not save us. Everything's spiritual. Examples of spirit versus flesh. Um, the most critical prime example of 
spirit and flesh is the death of Christ. Um, in the flesh, death of Christ is what happened physically. That's a physical thing that happened. The death of Christ, the tearing of the veil is also goes along with that. Um, when Christ died, that was all physical things that happened. Spiritually, at that exact moment in time, spiritually, something took place. And that was the forgiveness of sins. That's just an example, but those are the things that happened. So physically, that's what happened. Spiritually, we were forgiven, and God, at that moment in time, he put us in a relationship with him without any barriers. There's no barriers anymore, because we were completely cut away. Um, We used to live here, and now we are born again. We died. We are, like James said, like two weeks ago, we are no longer of the flesh. We are now born of heaven. So we are of heaven now. We are children of, of God. Children of heaven. So um, that's very important. Um, let me just keep on going here. Um, let's see here. So there are many examples in the flesh, essentially, of pictures of the unseen. So um, there are many examples. I wrote down just a variety of examples. This is going to seem really abstract, but depending on your experience, your upbringing, the environment you came out of, your heritage traditions, we all perceive the world in a different way. We all view it in a different way, and that's, that's hard to change sometimes. It's almost like the legalism. Like, you're born in this legalism, um, <clears throat> and sometimes it's hard to get out of that. Some perspectives and environments you grow up in aren't correct, or they are straying far from the truth. Um, but we all are striving to we all are striving to uh, reach, understand the truth. We're not reaching, I shouldn't say reaching, because it's been done. It's a, fact, it's a matter of understanding the truth and having faith. And in that, in relationships with each other, in fellowship, it's important that we have those because we strengthen each other's faith. Um, but if you're alone... In the flesh, in this physical realm, there's a hand gesture my parents always made that made it very clear for me. You have spirit, you have the flesh, and you have the spirit. They always did this, flesh, spirit. And in the flesh, there are pictures of what's in the spirit. In the flesh, you have things like, I just wrote a list of examples, anything. Things that come out of nature, like bananas, an apple tree, your pet dog, the sun, water, snow, Physics, gravity, warmth. I was, this morning I was just like, what's in my house? What's, what's nature? What's in nature that we can be reminded of spiritually uh, things in the spirit that God wants us to understand and know the truth? All of these things are pointing us towards the direction of God and the point, the purpose of our creation is a relationship, love, to be with him. And he wants to be with us. Um, James, like two, two weeks ago, said... You know, the entire purpose of our creation and existence is to be the bride of Christ. We are to, Christ wants us to love him. And, um, and that's, these are all pictures of things, the sun, the moon, the stars, um, anything in nature, um, they, they can point us to Christ. And per- depending on your perspective and where you're coming from, you can essentially 
view those things differently. Um, you can view those things, um, and essentially they'll point you to Christ, but some other people may not, um, may not um, be coming from the same angle you are. I know this is kind of abstract. I'm, I'm an, a college student, so like I'm in math courses, and I'm like thinking about weir- weirdness going on. So, like in terms of like, if you were raised, um, you were raised in a very academic family. You went to like Duke University or whatever, and you're taking all these advanced courses or whatever. You can communicate with those people with that language. You see what I'm saying? You can communicate with them with that language because. That's your environment you're in. That's the, the nature of your situation. But the, way you, the things you communicate, the things you use, the language you use, whether it be math, physics, whatever subject, all of that is just pictures of, pictures of Christ. It's, it's amazing. Um, so if you don't have any education, this has nothing to do with education. This is just people's living situations. Um, if you didn't get any education, you were, uh, let's say you were raised... Um, uh, in the Midwest and on a farm, and uh, your language would be different. You would view everything by nature. You wouldn't view everything math and physics. Um, you would view everything like trees and farm animals and, and uh, uh, the rising of the sun, and you would be more accustomed to that language. And all of that are pictures of Christ as well, pictures of the way he loves us. They're all languages that we point us to Christ. I know that's really abstract, so... Maybe it reached out to some of you, like maybe you got some information from that, like some idea of where I'm coming from. Um, but we all, there's different languages we use, like English, for example, is a very strong tool that we can use to communicate with, with each other to understand that God loves us. Um, so, um, let's see here. Okay. Our purpose of our creation... God created us different from everything else. Everything is pictures, like trees, bananas, whatever. Those are all pictures. And they don't have any soul to them. They don't have a, they don't have a human component that makes them, makes them uh, alive. As, as humans, we have a specific, untangible... Uh, idea, the soul, the soul of a human being, the, the choice that we have, that, make, that separates us from everything. And because we have that, that was specifically given to us. God decided that in the creation to give us a soul, a spirit, that we have a choice. Um, essentially, when you're talking about the flesh and spirit, there are three things that I kind of break down in terms of, um, in terms of our creation. Um, um, we have the spirit, which is we're tr- we're trying to achieve understanding the truth that God is spirit, and that we are to live in spirit. And then there's a step below that, which is essentially the heart. That's our soul, our our choice, um, our our choices. Um, and then we have our head. Our head is the physical, the physical fleshly side of our of our existence. That's the physical flesh. We have the spirit, the flesh. And essentially, what makes us different from anything else in creation, I don't think I'm explaining this that well, but um, I'm trying, sorry. Um, uh, what makes us different from any other thing in creation is the fact that we have a choice. Our heart 
it makes us different from animals and, and uh, trees and plants. Um, and that's where the mystery of Christ is. Christ took away our sin, and now that he's taken away our sin, we have this human component that makes us different from everything else. And that human component gives us the, the choice to, to believe that God took away our, our sin and that, that we, we can believe and have faith in the fact that he wants to love us and we can love him, we can live in union together. So that's the human component. I really think that's important. important. Um, in my college courses, I, um, I was taking a, uh, um, a psychology course and they were talking about the, there's like a pyramid of important ideas in human, uh, in human um, society that, about belonging and human relation. And it's essentially what we need, our needs as human beings, our needs. Um, on the very bottom, it was, there was like food. We need food, water, oxygen, things like that. And then it got to more abstract ideas. We need um, belonging. We need... Um, we need community. And then it got to love was very high up there. It was like almost the first thing. And then based on, this is what based on uh, psych, psychologists, what they've, what they've come to in their conclusions, the very utmost important thing that we need to feel completely, completely connected to other people and, and is security. We need security. That security, I feel like, is the issue in most religions that Everyone, we're trying to achieve that sense of security. The most important thing is getting that sense of security. Through Christ's death on the cross, that eliminated that top, utmost factor of security. We no longer have to worry. There's no, the security has been removed. Now the most important thing on the list, if you remove security off the top, what's next is love. There's no security issue now. There's no security. Am I going to, do I need to do something to feel loved? Do I need to achieve something, do I need to do, uh, do I need to work a certain thing, do a certain, be a certain way? That whole security issue has been removed, and, because, and that's through the death of Christ. And now the most important thing is love, and because of that, we can have a, um, a, a relationship with God. So, um. It's important, like I was saying earlier, we all have different perspectives, we all come from, from different places, um, but the universal idea of the truth of Christ permeates in every idea and every language. Um, they can all communicate that. They're all striving to get to that point. And once you fully understand the truth, if we can get to that point, I mean, it's just an understanding. We are trapped in our human brains, and we have to um, work with these brains that we have in the flesh, um, but once we can understand that Christ took away our sins and that we are in a relationship with him, what's left, essentially, is the relationship part of it, which is a beauty. It's a beautiful work of art. So every, when you don't think about, when you don't have God on your mind and you don't have, spiritually, you're not, you don't remind yourself continually and you're aware of the truth of God, and what he did in order to make us in a relationship with him, everything you're thinking about is very, um, uh, it's very practical, and you're, 
But if you, when you believe in God um, and what he did, everything you view, the way you view the world is completely different. Everything is beautiful, and there, there's art in everything that you do. The actions you do, the way you communicate, the things you view, your senses experience the world in a completely different way. And you see things differently, and everything you see is beautiful. Um, and there's an art to it. Everything you touch, you sense, you smell, you smell the roses, and it's beautiful. There's art to it. So um, I'm trying to think of what else I had on here. Um, oh, yeah, and another important part I was thinking of um, was essentially when we're communi- communi- communicating with other people. <clears throat> We have to understand that because we are all individual units, we all have individual souls, we are all in relationship with Christ, but in order to communicate efficiently, we have to understand that you can't fix other people, but hopefully we can make people understand that God has fixed you already, and there's no work to be done. Christ has accomplished everything, and we can make each other understand the beauty of that and understand the art behind that. Um, and we can inspire people. Um, I was listening to like a, a talk guy on YouTube, um, like a really in- inspirational talk guy. He was talking about what the word inspiration means. Inspires to breathe in and expires to breathe out. So breathe in. Um, so we can inspire other people. Um, essentially, in, in living our own lives and, and understanding the truth, Simply doing that and viewing everything in that light, you will eventually inspire other people to, they're like, what is this? What do you have? Why are you so this way? Um, So I think that's really important. It's awesome um, to inspire people like that. And it all boils down to the fact that you, um, the way we were created, we have a choice um, as human beings. Um, I think that's extremely important. Um, Second, let me read this note. Uh, this is a very important note I put here. I had tons of stars next to it. I was like, I gotta mention this. Um, second. Let me just read, read you what I wrote. Um, maybe I can remember what I was trying to fully say about this and the truth behind it. Um, um, become more aware of Christ in you and your detachment of your dependency on the flesh will go away. Through our perspectives, through our perspectives and how we were raised, our environments, however we were brought up, um, we share experiences together in the flesh that are pictures of the unseen truth. So no matter where we're coming from, we can get together and we can share with each other things that we understand about God and the purpose of creation and the purpose of God's intention of dying on the cross for our sins, taking away our sins. And I think another really good picture, I think one of the best pictures in the flesh is marriage. That's why the bride of Christ is mentioned Marriage is a very good picture of 
a physical picture of spiritually what's happening. When you marry someone, you're committing everything to them. You, um, you don't necessarily have to do anything for them. When you are married, you just are together. You're, you're one now. Um, Obviously, I'm not married, so I'm sure there are things that I don't know about marriage that you guys are like, this guy's full of baloney. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, um, essentially, I think that's uh, really important to, uh, to know. Um, does anyone have any questions? I mean, hopefully that... Uh, this, I learned that I was going to talk yesterday, so I didn't have much time to... Uh, yes, go ahead. Yes. It's deliberate. It's trying to be taught as something that just happened by the fleshly world. We know that it's deliberate. And you began to talk about what we were created for. Could you finish that thought a little bit deeper? What we were created for. You said creation was deliberate. Is that what the word you used? Um, well, creation was deliberate. God in Genesis created man. Um, created woman out of man. Um, and he created all of that. He prepared everything prior to that. He prepared for us. He prepared all of nature and the entire um, garden for Adam and Eve. And uh, it was deliberate that he created, um, God created everything for us to, in the flesh, for us to live um, And our purpose, uh, in creation, our purpose is a relationship with God. That's the entire purpose, the whole word relationship. Maybe I can elaborate on that um, more of what the relationship means. But the fact that the whole soul component that I was talking about, the the fact that we have a soul and that we, um, we are different, we're separate from plants and animals, the, the choice behind having a soul. We have a, we have a choice. We can believe or not believe in the truth God has, has given. Uh, and that's the whole purpose of creation is to understand what God has done. God gave us a choice to, in the garden, in the garden Adam and Eve had a choice to eat of the, uh, the tree of knowledge of good and evil or the tree of life. The fact that they had a choice, that is the first thing that ever happened. The first choice they were given was, do this or do that. And because they were given a choice, they chose to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then that was their falling point. And God intervened. And instead of us having to do all the work to achieve, uh, achieve holiness, become other, become like God... God did that with himself. God cut a covenant between him and Christ, not him and us. Um, And when he did that on the cross, died on the cross for our sins, spiritually the forgiveness of sins took place. And then our choice remains not what to do. Do we we believe or not? Do we believe that what he has done is, is true? And do we believe that our purpose of creation is a relationship is love. Like I was talking about earlier the, um, in that psychology class I was learning about, the security issue has been taken away. There's no, there's no worrying about security. Um, that has been completely removed. Now it's just love. That's what we really have to worry about. So hopefully that answered your question. I'm not sure. Um, sorry. Yeah. Uh, 
Yes. Right, he did it already. Yeah. Um, it's so cool. Um, this might push you to a different point. I know you're okay. talking up, but I'm so excited that you're on the college campus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. Um, well, currently, I am actually enrolling in the fall. Um, I took a hiatus, I guess, brief um, this spring. I didn't go take it. <laughs> uh, hopefully. Um, but. Um, Hopefully, based on what I learn in, in college, I can teach other people who are learning. Because usually, I wrote on here, there's a note I had on here. Um, the more we understand about the flesh, the more we, we become aware of the physical things. Like going to school, you become less spiritual, less... Uh, you don't believe in what you truly want to know and truly want to pursue... People are like, what is your passion? What is your passion? They're always like, trying to look for your passion in school. Like, oh, what is your passion? What, what is it? Um, and then people are like, well, what makes a lot of money? And then they go for that instead. And we end up going from our spirit to our heart, to what we really believe, and then to our brains and our heads. And we end up, everything ends up being from here up. Instead of believing, believing truly what, they, what we truly believe. But I think it's important that... Because as time goes by, entropy occurs. Things are breaking down over time. And as more people, more and more people are on the earth, more people are born, things become more diluted. Um, people think they're just another cog in, the we, uh, um, cog in the system. And everything's just mental. Everything's... Um, the whole spiritual side of things, the, that side, it's removed. Every, all of that is, is become diluted. The whole love, the mystery of Christ, that has gone away, per se. Um, James said that as, times go, uh, as time goes by, we will start being viewed as mystics within our society. We will not, we'll be viewed, we'll be shunned. Um, that's what the Bible says as well, you know. People will discard our ideas, discard the truth that we're trying to explain to them of what Christ did. And um, I think it's important that because everything is going to our heads. Everything is, is head-based and, and knowledge. It's not understanding and believing, truly believing your heart about the spiritual things. I think that heart-soul component I was talking about is extremely important. That's what, what differenti- differentiates us from plants and things like that. And that, even though we're separate, spirit is separate from flesh completely due to the work of Christ, and we're separate, that heart component, that choice that we have, the that allows us to that allows us to be in the flesh but physically but spiritually be completely in the in the spirit um so uh, maybe i can explain that afterwards better um if you have any questions i can talk to you personally afterwards i'd be happy to do that um so does anyone have any other questions hopefully that answers your question i don't know if it was an early question but um So, any other questions, or I'll just wrap it up at this point. Um, Once again, uh, if you go to seeinggrace.com, you can listen to all these podcasts. They're completely for free. You just download them on your computer, your iPod, whatever you can listen to them. So, it's really cool. James is awesome, by the way. I don't know if you guys know. He's pretty awesome. (laughs) Um, uh, So, awesome, guys. I really appreciate all you guys. Um, Thanks for bearing with me. Um,
So, so. alrighty, um, I'm just going to pray real quick. Um, thank you, God, for everyone here. Thank you for what you have done in Christ. Once again, please allow us to understand and be more aware through our perceptions and our experiences in life, in the flesh, what you have done spiritually, and help us to, although we have limitations in the flesh, help us understand spiritually the truth. Help us have an unrefined sense of love, what that really means. Amen.